Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Polkwit will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks them. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Champion, champion, yes. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, and and the Supremo himself, Tom Childs. I nearly forgot there. You did. I did. Yeah. Caught up in your hooliganism. I did. Yeah. Lager louts. Yeah. Like how like when foreigners come to England mm. and they win a title, how stupid do you think they feel when they're singing that song? <laughs> what do you mean? Because it's very Well to be fair, I mean all our chanting over here is a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, but it's one thing we do better than American sports. Yeah, we do we do awesome chants. Mm-hmm. Awesome chants. Yeah. Um, I think there was one about David Beckham. I mean, our American listeners will know about David Beckham. There's something about his uh, his wife Victoria, but we won't repeat it on here. But it was it was very clear that game, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Posh spice. Yeah, I like the uh, cleverly worded ones, um, not the bog standard ones, because these days teams tend to copy each other a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's a certain one about another team from North London that. Arsenal were the only team that sing it, like including just the tune. Yeah, and um, I do, I do enjoy it. I won't say it on here because there's no need to bring Arsenal into a yet another podcast. But yeah, I do think, our, in general, England or soccer fans rather do better chance than American football fans. Of course, we do. Yeah, it's the one thing that's lacking from American football. I would have loved it if we got like a an actual like football style chant at Arrowhead. Yeah, we, we were going to do one actually when the last time we were over there, didn't we? But I think we got caught up with the, the whole occasion and just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in another term, we bottled it. Yeah, pretty much. But to be fair, nobody nobody would have been able to hear us anyway. It was that loud. Yeah, it's true, very true. So we, you know, we'd just been singing to ourselves, which would have been fun still. Would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think of some chants up for like I don't know Mahomes or something like that, or mm-hmm. Andy Reid or something like that. Yeah. Or do you think you're better than my <laughs> We sang that in Newcastle. Do, do you, you think, think you're, you're better than Mahomes? <laughs> yeah. Andy Reid. Whoa, <laughs> Andy Reid. <laughs> or be enemy. Be enemy. No. no? You, you know the one I've got for be enemy. It's do, 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 do. <laughs> be enemy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Be enemy. We're not drunk, by the way. This isn't another drunk podcast. <laughs> Do you know I'm drinking a cup of tea here? I'm very British. I'm, I'm very British in it up tonight. And, and I'm feeling a bit hoarse after a week of an drinking and eating. Horse. And um, I'm drinking water. 
so I am sober as a judge right now. Water. Oh, right. Well... A happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say Happy New Year. Yeah, you must have uh, you must have done something, uh, you know, pretty well in in your in your life to go and you know maybe do see the New Year improperly or something like that. Um, actually, no, because I'm at the age now where I've got two young sons and it's impossible to get a babysitter because everyone wants to do things themselves. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, me and Amy sat in and watched telly <laughs> and drank water. Uh, not quite water, but you know, um, we we just chilled and saw. Saw twelve o'clock, then watched the London fireworks, and then went to bed. Oh, they were good this year, London fireworks. They were, they were. They've got better as the years have gone on. Yeah. Oh, we know how to put on a firework display. <laughs> Which is well, bonfire night is. The, one there's of the Brexit. Yeah, there's the Brexit budget gun on the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Full steam ahead for 2019. Anyways, no Brexit on this podcast. Let's move this on. No, I wanted to try and entice you into it then, but never mind. No. No. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's let's chat about the uh, the huge news and uh, something that we've all been waiting for for the last what three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs annihilate the Oakland Raiders thirty five three to bag the third AFC West title in as many years. But the main thing, and it was what we've all been waiting for as well. We haven't had this since nineteen ninety seven. I'm sure that's right. Nineteen ninety seven was the last time the Chiefs were number one seed, and we are now. Number one seed of the AFC. That just sounds awesome. It I was does. I was bouncing that night. I was. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. And it's also the first time we've had the number one seed in its current format as well, where it's more, yeah. advantage- more advantageous these days than it used to be. So um, it's well worth winning and getting hold of. It was nice being in a game where we could just sit back and relax and enjoy the fourth quarter and just enjoy the fact that we are the number one seed. It was nice to the fact that the Chiefs looked like a number one seed. Hmm. They made a bad team look bad on Sunday. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> something the Chiefs haven't been doing for the last couple of months. Okay, they've had a tough schedule, but they've kind of let teams hang about in games. They let the Raiders do it a few weeks ago, yeah. and it took until late in the fourth quarter to put them to bed then. But on Sunday, from, from the get-go, the Chiefs were on it, and there was no way in hell that the Texans, the Chargers, or the Patriots were taking a number one seed from the Chiefs. No now let's, let, let's give the defense a lot of love this time because what does the, it was something like the first four drives from the Raiders and it was a, was it an interception, a fumble, and oh, was it two interceptions? No, one interception, wasn't it? It was forced fumbles and everything like that. Yeah, um, I, can't, I can't remember the I can't remember exactly what they were. It's not really important, but... Um, but clearly the defence had been working on something and I know a lot of people are saying, well, it was just the Raiders. You know, we expected mm. that. But we never did that with them last time. Um, so they did has have, the, has the fair, team improved? To be fair, they did do it last time. They did have fumbling issues when we played them in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, they, they had three it's, different It was too close a game though again, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, obviously you can look at it a different, a different way. The fact that the Chiefs got turnovers and... They didn't concede many yards and points. An overall defensive um, performance, it was much better than the one in Oakland because obviously mm. in Oakland they got the turnovers, but they also conceded a hell of a load of yards yeah. and points. So they certainly cleaned up on that act. I think part of it, you have to look at the Chiefs and say, yeah, they were playing more aggressive and they were going after the ball. And obviously things like fumbles, they don't happen on their own. You do need a defensive player to cause a fumble nine times out of ten. You need a, a defensive player to catch the ball to get the interception but the Raiders did help a little bit like that Jared Cook one was <laughs> that I've was n- hilarious I've never seen anything like it in my life ever 
It's just he's like dancing a jig, wasn't he? He was just like no, there's the ball. Yeah, he has money on the on the Chiefs to be the number one seed. He must do because I know they've come out and said, oh, he thought it was a run play, but. He wasn't even bothering watching. Like even if he thought it was a run play or a pass the other side, he didn't even try blocking Daniel Sorensen. It was hell of a play, wasn't it? He just thought, "I've got a play off here. I can just chill out, relax. It's all going left." Uh, but it, I, I kind of sat there like, as soon as that happened, I knew we were going to be okay. Yeah. On Sunday, because I looked at it and I thought, "That's two turnovers in two drives now," and the Raiders have become the Raiders, and Derek Carr has essentially become Derek Carr in Arrowhead. Yeah. which we all know is Derek Carr in Arrowhead is the worst quarterback in the world he, he can't win at Arrowhead can he he can't play well in Arrowhead he's terrible there and as long as they keep hold of him they're never going to win in Arrowhead yeah. this boy's his fifth opportunity now and I can't remember him ever playing well let's hope so, every quarterback is like that in the uh, the playoffs this year yeah I can't see it, <laughs> can't see it <laughs> but no back to your point the, the defence did play well Anthony Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens looked much better. He looked like he had been let off his leash a little bit and told just to go and find the ball and track it down and just attack and attack, attack. And he looked much better. Reggie Ragland obviously made a nice play. Um, uh, yeah, he nice did. Have an impact. But he still got outrun by, a, what was it, an offensive lineman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, come on, run! Run! <laughs> have yeah. you seen that scene um, in Austin Powers when that security guards waiting for that that roller yeah and he's like going no <laughs> yeah it was exactly like that wasn't it basically the end zone <laughs> was the guy the security guard and the, the roller was essentially reggie ragland as he <laughs> bared down i say bared down he i wouldn't say he was going fast enough to bear down <laughs> on, the, on the um on the end zone like um did anyone check his 40 time after after that play <laughs> <laughs> because I think he might have got a, a doppelganger in to uh, run it for him that day. <laughs> yeah. Actually, while we're talking about speed, right, mm-hmm. did you see that article that came out today about apparently the cheetah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not our cheetah, apparently, but, you know, this this other, this other fake one that the Niners seem to have brought up. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about an actual animal then. <laughs> no, 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 not the actual animal. Um Thank you. But yeah, this other cheetah, this other fake one. Um, apparently, he got the fastest. Um, yeah, the fastest speed in the in the NFL this year. Oh, that's nice. So obviously, he got Niners fans really, really excited about that, and mm-hmm. you know they've got the real cheetah. Apparently, okay. Um, st- it, he still hasn't broken twenty three miles per hour, which is what uh, Tyreek's fastest is, which he set in twenty sixteen. But let's just let's just you know brush over that fact, shall we? Yeah, it's, it's Matt Breeder, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see many people being scared of Matt Breeder like they are Tyree Kill. Yeah, like defensive coordinator set their entire playbook to stop Tyree Kill. Um, <laughs> no one does that for Matt Breeder. It's fine. He can have that fastest time of the 2018 it's, season. It was something like 22 miles per hour or something like that. So 22 point something. That's cute. Um, so yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Tariq's already done his speed when he's getting you know separations. So yeah. by the time he's got the ball, he's he's coasting in the end zone anyway. So that's exactly. why he's he's not particularly fast this year. And he needs to slow down because Mahomes keeps over under throwing him anyway. So, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it happened again, didn't it, against the Raiders? Yeah, he was wide open. Well, I wide say wide open. open. He yeah, he was wide open. It's Tariq Hill wide open. So that is wide open. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely had a step on him. But the fact is that if Mahomes is going to complete that ball to Tyreek Hill, he'd, it would have had to travel seventy yards in the air. Yeah, which, 
which would have just been mental. It like, would have been in the end zone the, as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, the NFL universe would have exploded if he completed that pass. <laughs> I think he still can do it, you know. I think he's still going to try it. Yeah, I, I feel safe in the fact that if the Chiefs needed a Hail Mary, that they could throw it from our own 30 comfortably. Yeah. Actually, while we're talking about like long uh, passing yards and, and touchdowns and everything, uh, how about my guy, Marcus Robinson? Mm. It was it eighty nine yards. It was. It Fun. was. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, who, do, I, who who do you reckon had a top, a bigger top speed or higher top speed? Demarcus Robinson running backwards or <laughs> Reggie Ragland running forwards? <laughs> do you know, I'd love to put the clock on it. I really would, yeah. just to see, just to find out what happened there. If any of our keen listeners can put the video, two videos side by side, that would be great. But <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a feeling Demarcus Robertson travelling backwards may have been quicker than Reggie Ragland. Uh, probably, forward. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It cost us fifteen yards as well, though, yeah. didn't it, from a, a taunting player because he ran backwards. Yeah, but, I, um, don't, I don't mind that. Speaking of Reggie Ragland, sorry to take, uh, lead you off piece again, but on. Reggie Ragland's forty-yard um, dash time was four point seven two seconds. Really? Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Four point seven two. Yeah. That's quite quick. What? What's he been doing then? I don't know. <laughs> what's he been eating? I have no idea. Four point seven two. Maybe we should get him on the show during the off season and ask him. Yeah. But what's the typical O line time? I don't know, but around five seconds. So. Well, yeah, it's about yeah, it's around that, isn't it? But that's that's pretty quick. They're pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wasn't pretty quick on Sunday. <laughs> Seriously, he wasn't, was he? No. I don't even know who the all line guy was, but um, he, he seemed to have some legs on him. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, no. Going back to do uh, my guy Demarcus Robinson. Um, he, he's he's done enough, I think. I think he weren't he's weren't in a, a, enough, you know, play time in the playoffs. I really, I really would like to see Demarcus Robinson get a bit more. What if even if Sammy Watkins comes back? Is he going to be back? They think he is. They, this whole plan was to sit him out until the playoffs and have him back for the second week of the playoffs. So well, no, you, you'd have Watkins in, wouldn't you? But yeah. I, I think you still put him ahead of Kelvin Benjamin. I can get on board with that. I, I, I think so. I think they're a different type of receiver and asked to play different type of roles. Yeah. Um, with Demarcus, uh, with Kelvin Benjamin, he's asked to play Z where. Demarcus Robinson, you you more see him in the X role, but yeah. I I I can see why you'd want Demarcus Robinson in on a play by play basis over Kelvin Benjamin because Demarcus Robinson the ball. has shown more than <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin, especially since he's been Kansas City. But I don't think that will be the case. I I still think that Demarcus Robinson is low down on the depth chart of wide receivers, and he is probably around the same sort of level as. As Kelvin Benjamin, I the, one, the one that could. surprised me is Chris Conley. I think Chris Conley has been a bit of a disappointment. He has he's shown since flash, his injury. Yeah, yeah, he's shown flashes this year. And, you know, he's caught a few touchdowns early in the season, but he just doesn't seem to be getting open very often. It, yeah. it very much feels like now that Mahomes really only has two genuine receiving options that he can really yeah. rely on. Where at the start of the season, it did feel like he could rely on Conley, Sammy Watkins. Kelsey and Hill and obviously the backs coming out of the, the backfield but now it just feels like he can only really rely 
on a consistent basis on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, which is so we why definitely I think the need, offenses suffered. Yeah. We definitely need uh, Watkins back then, clearly, because like like we've said before, he is that distraction, isn't he? That yeah, we he, need. He opens everything up. He opens yeah. the entire playbook because he is definitely better than Conley, Robinson, and ben- Benjamin. There's a clear step up. Yeah, and when he's on the field, it just gives the defensive coordinator something else to think about. There's another body that they have to send help over to opening it up for Hill and Kelsey and I think his return could be the big difference between the Chiefs winning these shoot- shootouts in the playoffs that are inevitably going to happen yeah uh, right what we'll talk about now I think is uh, this this huge rumours flying around now at um, our offensive coordinator Eric Bienemy Bienemy um is actually going to be interviewed by four teams. Four. Wow. Four. Um, which that that's impressive considering it's it's you know his, the season. Well, the season's over yet, but he's still going to be uh, at the Chiefs during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But wh- why why have this? Why have this kind of interview stage during the playoffs? Because surely that's going to be the distraction. We've said this before, haven't we? I'm sure we have about um, Nagy, wasn't it? Yeah, we had the same conversation this time last year. Um, We all agreed that we hate it, but we just have to accept that this is the way the league um, is going. In regards to the enemy himself, um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised and I'm not that he's getting as many interviews and as much interest as he is. I'm more surprised. Yeah. Yeah. When Doug Peterson got his interviews and obviously got offered his job with the Eagles. He'd been with the Chiefs a little time. He'd called some plays before and he'd kind of built his name. Matt Nagy obviously had one year or mm. two years, one year sorry, as the offensive coordinator on a sole, solo basis. Yeah. But he obviously called some plays last year and he impressed because when obviously the Chiefs were in a, a bit of a, a slump last year, then he took over the play calling and the offense picked up again. So that's what got him his name. Now, Biennemi is probably getting interviews because he comes from the same coaching tree as Andy Reid. But Biennemi himself hasn't like shown to the world that what a great offensive coordinator is because Andy Reid still calls the plays mm. as it is. Andy Reid still controls this, this offense. And we haven't seen anything that the enemy has an input on the offense because the offense still looks kind of similar to what we've had. It's still got the same old gadget plays in that we've always had under Andy yeah. Reid. It's just been opened up a little bit more because Pat Mahomes is in. We've obviously got the bigger arm yeah. in there, but we're doing a lot more ad lib plays than we ever have done before as well. So yeah. what I'm trying to say is I'm surprised that he is getting the interest, but I think that is more so because of. Andy Reid and the success that Doug Peterson's had, the success that Matt Nagy had this year, and that's the reason why he's getting the interest he is. I personally don't think he's going to get a job yeah. um, this year. I think he, he needs another year, one. doesn't he? I think he will get one next year, and I think it, especially if we go all the way this year, expect him to be involved a little bit more in the play calling next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm often wrong on this podcast. In fact, I'm off uh, wrong more more times than I'm right. So yeah, expect the enemy to be announced as the Jets head coach in the next three days. Yeah, it, ju- it just seemed very odd because there was an interview with him um, near the beginning of the season when he actually got the um, the OC job, mm-hmm. and 
it, he even said then, it, you know, it's a big learning curve for him. He wants to learn the full all-round offense, not just the running game and all that kind of thing. But it, like you said, it's, it's only been a matter of months, mm. and all of a sudden he's ready for, you know, bigger coaching jobs in 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 other teams. It just doesn't doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem to add up. So I think you're right. I I I can see Bianami just either, well, who's going to turn down that money? <laughs> if he's if he's true to himself, he'll go. Do you know what? I'll stay another year at Kansas City, I, I, and I then I'll get a big job. But no, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think if you get offered these jobs, um, you only live once and all that. You have to take them. Yeah. Um, because you never know when this window is going to be open again. Because the next hot shot might come in next year, and the, there might not be the jobs there. There might not be the interest in you. So if he gets offered a role, he has to take it. Yeah. But I'll be surprised if he does get offer the role mm. that he would like I think it, what it does show is that where the league is heading um, after this year being such a big offensive year uh, yeah. okay defence made a little bit of a comeback in the form of the Chicago Bears and the Ravens um, in the last couple of months but in general offence has dominated this league the, mm-hmm. in 2018 so I think that teams that are especially ones that have got these young quarterbacks like the Cardinals and the Jets and the Browns, they are going to look for bodies that are more offensive-minded. So you yeah. can see why there would be the appeal there to go for a man like Biennemi, who has worked with Andy Reid, who is renowned around the league as being the best offensive coach of the lot and has obviously produced two amazing head coaches in Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson. So I can see the appeal. But I do think it's a year too early. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, talking about the years, uh, 2018 has been and gone. What mm-hmm. has been your biggest highlight? Which one? What would you say has been the, the, the best highlight of you watching the Chiefs this year? Oh, the regular season. Oh, wow. Um, put me on the spot. I know. Sorry, um, Matt. <laughs> you could have pre-warned me. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Something must jump out like that. Must go, you know, bang. There you go. That That was the highlight for me. I think the Denver game. The Denver game? Yeah, the Monday I didn't expect you to say that. I think the Denver game on the road. Um, yeah. Because that was a big game for this Chiefs yeah. team. Like Denver obviously haven't turned out to be a great team, but playing in Denver on the road, your first primetime game, Monday night football, just that atmosphere... It was divisional round. It was just going to be a tough game for my home. The thin also. air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got behind early and we didn't really play well until the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. And then it was just all Mahomes. And Mahomes dragged us back into that game. Yeah. And I, I think that was the moment that everyone stood up and took notice that this, this kid is is the real deal obviously he'd won in Denver before but that was a meaningless game against some backups so yeah he answered a lot of questions there didn't he like, answered a lot of critics in that game yeah and I think that's the, the moment that you thought oh, this this kid's for real yeah and um, yeah I, I think the Denver game personally yeah. what about yourself I, I think the Ravens I think that was the game that oh. it had everything I think because it also had the point where Mahomes needed to pull something out of the bag um, not just the no look pass because that was that was mind blowing enough, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. that fourth and nine pass that he did to Tyreek Hill was that was like almost like a wow this this guy's got to get MVP now because fourth and nine on that play it, it, any other time any other player any other Chiefs quarterback we're not making that 100 oh, percent not we're not making it and for him to do that 
under that amount of pressure against a, a defence like the Ravens, which are the best defence. And I've said that before about them. They are scarily good on defence. I do not want to play them again in the playoffs. No, um, but does it not also bring you hope that the fact that, because we've done it once, that Mahomes is capable of doing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, again. without a doubt. Um, I, I just think we, we'll we have a bit more respect for that defence this time. And they'll probably have more respect for the offence that we have. So yeah. it it kind of scares me a little bit that if they if they're next in line, um, yeah, it's it's going to be another another shootout I think. But yeah, that was my highlight. There's lots of highlights though we can talk about, isn't it? There's always the, there's always that uh, the one against the Niners where he just ran around aimlessly and then slung it to Conley in the you know the back right hand corner. Yeah, um, there's loads of great highlights in 2018. But let's hope that the biggest highlight comes in 2019. Yeah, in about yeah. four weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, speaking of 2019, there has also been rumours that we could have a NFL team over here in 2019. The London Raiders. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Rolls it? off the tongue. Now, we'd, personally, we'd be happy about this if this happened because it means the Chiefs would be nailed on to come over here for the Raiders' home game, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we'd be happy about that. We're, we're okay having the Raiders over here, no problem at all, just so we can get to see the Chiefs. But I just wanted to get your take on it because a lot of people have been asking me about this, what my thoughts are. I'm thinking, do you know what? It's 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 easy for us to say having the Raiders over here is a great thing. But not just for the Chiefs, but also, well, the Chiefs fans over here, but also the UK fans for all the other teams that they'll be playing. So how do they shoehorn this in, though? Because you've got you've already got the international series games which haven't been announced yet. I, do you do you shoehorn those in with the Raiders or what? I I think you you have to honour the fact that a few teams have already committed to coming over. Yeah. Um. So potentially you're looking at what eleven games <sighs> in London, <laughs> and spoiled. That is the exact reason why I don't think it will happen. No, because, because you've got to think about our our sports as well, that like playing in Wembley and and Spurs and all that, don't we? Not so much that I just don't think we're ready for eleven games, and I don't think the NFL are ready to trial eleven games. I don't think they're ready to jump from three this year yeah. to eleven. Especially I, what happened with the Mexico game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Raiders aren't coming to London as nice as it would be. Um, I just can't see it. Now, don't get me wrong; it doesn't mean the Chiefs might not be coming to Wembley because, as we know, the Jags, the Chargers, and the Raiders are scheduled to play in London yeah. one game next year so there's every opportunity that we play one of those games but I just can't see the league at this short notice and with all like the discussions they have to have with the NFL uh, PA and all the players unions and all of that that they can make it work on what <laughs> moving six, everybody seven months, over for a year six seven months notice it's just not going to happen yeah. um, if, if it was going to happen this would have been planned and known about two years ago or a year ago when we found out that the Raiders were going to be homeless yeah. for, for a season so yeah no don't get excited about that one it's not going to happen and um, yeah America you can keep the Oakland Raiders you heard it here first <laughs> and the breaking news next week the Raiders are coming to London <laughs> top take from Tom <laughs> you can see it happening mate you can see it happening 
as I alluded to earlier, I'm always wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you've been more right than what I have this year. I'm so 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 so. But as I said, the the Chiefs aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. So, <laughs> I, th- I think there's so, a what psychology. Is it, what is it I said last year? There's a five percent chance that the Eagles win the Super Bowl. So yeah, there's about a five percent chance that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, I agree, mate. But yeah. it's not it's not our year, is it? No, no. Oh, no, I should be saying it is, shouldn't I? It is how it, No, hang on. No, because I'm always wrong. <laughs> I'm always wrong. So uh, no, I need to play. Oh, just listen to what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just agree with you. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually got the uh, the AFC West placings right again this year for the third year in a row. Oh, and so I've, I'm, I'm claiming back to back to back as well. Congratulations. Thank you. And I've got it all think, documented videoed as well. So I think you're lying because the amount of times you told me the Chargers were going to be a great team. Shut um, up. <laughs> no, no. No, I did. In April, I've been looking back at the videos. In April, I actually predicted the uh, Raiders would finish last, Broncos third, Chargers second, and Chiefs first. And he even stuttered on whether the Chiefs and Chargers would actually replace. But what you actually did was you released another eight different videos with all the different combinations. <laughs> And they hid them all. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I wonder if you could do that. <laughs> Might try that next year. <laughs> or this year, even. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, talking about the, uh, the, the our highlights and everything, um, we've actually got a Best Bits podcast. If you've not heard it yet, it's all of our funny bits throughout each of these, uh, these podcasts. Tom painstakingly went through every single one and found the best bits. Um, which is the best bit for you on that on those podcasts, though, mate? Oh, it's comfortably the OK Google moment. <laughs> OK Google. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I remember after that happening that me and you just pissed ourselves laughing <laughs> for the next half an hour after we recorded the podcast. And then when I, when I went back to edit the show and I had to listen to it back again, I was still laughing. And yesterday when I was cutting and pasting this this podcast, this bed bit, Best Bits podcast, as soon as I heard that bit, I was creasing. I, it is funny. Yeah, some people might not find it funny, but to me, Google owned us that night. And yeah, okay, Google comfortably the best best part of the podcast. The brilliant, the brilliance of it was was you were quite cocky that you the fact that you you are oh, I'm going to I'm going to use modern technology to get this to get the answer out of this because I was trying to find out who the second fastest land animal was was now something. Mm. And you went, okay, Google, who is the second fastest land animal? And <laughs> yeah, it just went downhill from there. <laughs> did, but yeah. if you haven't listened, if you haven't heard it, go and listen to it because it is all the best bits. And it also Dave losing his Pringles top. That's the <laughs> worst thing in the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can think of worse, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you actually put in that bit where I had an absolute brain fart? I did. I did. You, you're a guest. I told you to d- delete that episode. <laughs> My second favourite segment of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's not my proud moment, that. But yeah, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it because it, uh, it is a good laugh. How long is it? It's about 12 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Oh, that's pretty minutes. good. Yeah, that's 20 good. minutes. Yeah. Nice Excellent. and easy. Listen to your lunch break. Nice and easy, yeah. So, uh, what are you doing this, uh, this weekend, mate? Are you watching any NFL? I am. I'll be watching. The four playoff games. Um, no heart attacks. The one on Saturday night is the one I'm most interested in right now. Um, Which was that? The Colts-Houston's. Colts-Houston-Colts-Texans oh, yeah. game. Because I think the Colts are going to beat the Texans. 
Um, yeah. I think right now they're playing better than the Texans. Um, I think the Texans have holes. The Colts look like more of a complete roster right now. They don't look so reliant on one like one weapon, as it were. I yeah. think the Colts have a bit more about them on offense. And despite it being Houston, Houston's probably the one team I trust the least out of all the playoff teams and the team I expect the least amount from. So if, obviously if the Colts do win, then the Colts will be coming to Arrowhead next Saturday night. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, fingers crossed that the Chiefs get a chance for some revenge uh, on the Colts, who have caused us so much playoff heartache over the last 18 years. It'd be quite fitting, wouldn't it, if we actually beat them? Yeah, it was. Uh, we're due. Like, let's let's exercise some demons. Let's 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 beat these teams that have thrown us around and tossed us around for mm. a few few years now. The Ravens and the Colts and the Patriots. Let's let's go out and beat these teams in the in the playoffs. Let's start yeah. with the Colts next Saturday night. Interesting thing, actually. The uh, I've got a vote on on my my own Twitter page at the minute at Brick Chief UK, and I put on which team do you want the Chiefs to play against the, in play against in the divisional round. Mm. And I put Chargers, Colts, Ravens, and Colts are leading it by fifty-one percent. So the the Chiefs' kingdom is clearly feeling very confident in actually wanting the Colts to actually play us. I think it's a mixture of not necessarily them being the the team that we think we have the best chance of, but alluding to back to what I just said is mm. that I think a lot of Chiefs fans want revenge on yeah. this Colts team. Cool. And, um, be a game, yeah, it? it would be nice because I don't. I personally don't think um, that Andrew Luck and the Colts team would stand much of a chance on Saturday night in Arrowhead. Um, but yeah, again, I'll probably be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, mate. Well, I think I think we're worn out now. I think we've uh, we've had such a long season and uh, and ups and downs and all that. Especially towards the end, we had a few downs, didn't we? But it's been a fantastic season and. Definitely going to be one of those that lives long in the memory, um, you know, with the one seed and the triple AFC West titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this year. I, I just feel it feels different. It just feels yeah. different. Um, it does. Let's hope that the best is yet to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, fingers crossed for that. So, um, on behalf of everybody from Arrowheads Abroad, a happy new year to everyone. Um, let's 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 go and let's go and see it in properly, shall we? End of January, beginning of Feb. Let's just let's just be in the dance. Let's just get there. Anyway, guys, that's it for this week's podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, listen to us or <laughs> contact us on Facebook and Twitter at KC Chiefs underscore UK uh, with any of the comments and topics we've discussed today. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>